0: You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 15th of September. Game 7, Nuggets Clippers. We'll delve into it for a little bit and then dig deep on Boyan Bogdanovich. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked On Jazz. bum 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 How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it way better to be a Jazz fan each and every day. We're in the midst of our season review series on our players. If you missed last week, we did the four guards. So we did Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, Joe Ingles, Jordan Clarkson. This week, we're kind of doing our wing players. So we did Royce O'Neal on yesterday's edition of Locked on Jazz, which you can get on iTunes, Spotify, uh, also at Locked on Jazz, uh, utahjazz.com slash Locked on Jazz. Um, and then we also have for you, uh, so tomorrow we'll do George Niang, and then uh, we'll do a Rudy Gobert at some point here, and a Tony Bradley, and uh, then continue through. I want to thank B-Ball Index, uh, their sh- their work Uh, has really made I think these much more interesting they're a little geeky and numbery and but they've been insightful and I feel like they've been making it a little bit more unbiased Um, I you know I like our guys Um, I root for our guys you do too and this is kind of letting us take an objective look we'll do this for free agency as well as draft player breakdowns Uh, we've got about two months in which we'll get to do uh, draft player breakdowns and free agency. So we'll look at all the players. We'll be way smarter about the NBA before this is done. Uh, Game seven tonight uh, between the Nuggets and the Clippers. Here's an interesting question for you. Late game, who do you have more belief in? Kawhi Leonard and Paul George or... Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray. What do you think of that? Like when the year started, there's no question, right? When the year started, everyone in the would have taken the Clippers two guys. But at some point, Denver's just been clutch enough. What are the numbers for the regular season? Kawhi Leonard only played in 22 games in the clutch. He shot. 39 percent from the field and 14 percent from three what he also went 25 of 27 from the free throw line so you got to keep him off the line and they were plus 34 when he was on the floor paul george only played in 16 games in the clutch interestingly by the way they were minus eight in those games and paul george's clutch shooting was 36% from the field and 8 of 21 for 38% from three. Huh? Have they been better in the playoffs, you ask? Kawhi Leonard has been a bit better, 7 of 13 for the field, 2 of 6 from three, 6 of 6 on the free throw line, but not a great three-point shooter. It's going to be that mid-range shot. This is why the Jazz, I think, would have been good against the Clippers. It would have just forced them to beat you in the mid-range, and at some point the math doesn't work that well. Paul George, on the other hand, has been two of six and one of four from three. In fact, in the playoffs, Lou Williams has taken many shots in the clutch as Paul George has. Let's go to Denver. Regular season, Nikola Jokic was as good as any player in the NBA in the clutch. Uh, 43 games, 102 shots, 51% for the field. Incredible. from three, 38 of 46, 83% from the free throw line, plus 94. Jamal Murray was 39% from the field, 39% from three, 83% from the free throw line, plus 68. And then Gary Harris actually is their third person in the clutch, was pretty good, 10 of 21, 48%, and 64%. So in the regular season, Nikola Jokic 51% from the field, Kawhi Leonard 39, Jamal Murray 39, Paul George 36, Murray shooting the three a little bit better. How about playoffs in the clutch? Jamal Murray is shooting 64% from the field and 7 of 9 from three. Nikola Jokic in the clutch is shooting 7 of 10 for the field. And three of four from 334%. The Nuggets have not missed a free throw in the clutch in the playoffs. And Jokic is plus 21 in seven games in the clutch. That's ridiculous. The other one that's going to be really interesting in this game is open three-point shooting. open three-point shooting because the Clippers should be able to get open three-point shots. And they have not hit them. In the playoffs, on open three-point shots, the Clippers overall as a group have been great. But Landry Shamit. And Lou Williams have not. And that, those are the guys that will probably get the looks. Right? If they're playing Harrell or playing Zubak, you're not going to get them. From those guys, you have Kawhi, you have Paul George on the floor. The Morris guys are probably open. But it's going to be vitally important who knocks down shots. Just, it's it's a make or miss league, right? I mean, on relatively open shots from three in the playoffs, Landry Shamit is 5 of 22. Lou Williams is 8 of 28. If I reduce it down to just the conference semifinals, Lou Williams goes to 3 of 13. Landry Shamit goes to 1 of 12. So that's going to be vital. And then from a Denver standpoint, Jokic is 8 of 18, Murray is 7 of 19, Jeremy Grant 4 of 14, and having Gary Harris back, he's 5 of 11, is massively important. Uh, The other one I think that will be interesting is pace. The slower the game, the better off for the Nuggets. And they're good at slowing the game down. Uh, They want to play in that. Jokic conducts that half court. That two-man game is as good as any. And then the third one or the final one that I would say is, is equally as important is I think this is a battle and I think the Clippers are probably better in some ways, though I don't know why. I mean, I think I think they're better because I think Kawhi and Paul George are better than Jokic and Murray and, and I'm not entirely sure that's true. What is, what is clear to me is that they have not been... The Clippers all year long have not been a cohesive group. There's been murmurs all year long, everything about it. They're, they're incredibly talented. I picked them to win the title. Um, but they have not been a collective group. That, that is pretty undeniable at this point. Um, so I think that... Um, That is a that is a pretty big issue if this thing gets tight. Watch the ball movement, I think, will be the thing to keep an eye on. One other note on this Game 7, and, and a lot of times, sorry, on this. Shot quality. Who's getting better shot quality? And maybe that doesn't matter entirely. But the Clippers are universally getting better shot quality in this series, and when the pressure gets on in games like this, I do think it's awfully hard to not to have uh, to exceed your shot quality by a great margin. Denver had an unbelievable shooting game in Game Six. It's probably not entirely replicable. They were twelve points better than their expected value, and and so I and they didn't and actually they. They didn't force the Clippers into an inordinate amount of mid-range shots like they should have. In that sense, that really to me favors the Clippers as we as we get here. All right, let's dig into Boyan Bogdanovich. Find out what his highlighted strengths are. How do they view him defensively? I'm left with an interesting situation on Boyan. I love his guts. I love what he brought to the team. We were able to score without him, which made me. I was surprised by a little bit. And we've always been great no matter who the stretch for is next to Rudy. And so those things make me wonder, as good as Boyan is, and is it just that he's a stretch and we're good with him on the floor or has he got something to him? And we'll d- delve into that uh coming up today's show is brought to you by my friends at the store 6200 south and 20th east i'm gonna stop by today because i'm gonna fill up my kombucha bottles uh got it all whether it's the local kombucha companies and you got the draft kombucha there whether it's the cold brews as you walk right in the right hand side at 6200 south 20th east, and then you got the sweets you got all the mudslide cookies and the great cookies, they got a new cookie with corn flakes and potato chips in it, and they're all fired up about it. It's pretty good. I'll give them credit. But the one with chocolate chips could use dark chocolate chips, not milk chocolate chips, I think. But I like dark, not milk. What do you? What do you like? Do you like milk or dark? I like the Mudslay like cookie. Dark chocolate with dark chocolate chips in it. That's my talk of a cookie right there. Anyway, also at the store, you got all the local touch. Utah's own companies all around, whether it's... Salsa Diablo or some of the kombucha companies I mentioned, or whether it's uh, the brisket company from Logan that they uh, supply in the back. They have pre-made meals for you. The butcher's in the back as well. You'll get the community feel as you have all the kids helping the elderly folks out with their groceries. Amy taking groceries to people's houses still right now that aren't comfortable coming to the grocery store. That's what makes it such a great place. The store at 6200 South and 20th East and giving you that great community feel today's show is also brought to you by rock auto rock auto is there for you whether you're a do-it-yourselfer or a professional with always reliably low prices and i'm telling you it is all the parts your car will ever need and frankly any car like you go in there in they old they got this kind of old school unique remarkably easy to navigate uh search mechanism you search, put your car in the year you choose the brand and it will give you Like, it doesn't matter the car year. It doesn't have to be... It's incredible what they have. Amazing search mechanisms inside of that to be able to know every part that matches for every car and then give you all the brand specifications and you get to choose the prices you prefer. Best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. Same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend twice as much and get less choice on parts? Go to rockauto.com. Check it out. It's a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers for 20 years. There's just kind of an ease and a simplicity to it that makes it beautiful. Rockauto.com shop for shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Go to Rockauto.com and please write "Locked On" in how did you hear about us. That's "Locked On" in how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. All right, boy, I'm Bogdanovich. Using B-ball index again. Uh, we're gonna call him. Our choices of position are. All big guard or wing. So we're going to call him a wing. And I think one of the big questions for the Jazz in the offseason is whether he plays the four or the three next year. Uh, they actually have him as a small forward offensively and a power forward defensively, um, which is interesting. 31 years old, 6'8", 226. His badges are a corner specialist, absolutely, and a bronze catch and shoot and Man consistency. There are four areas where they give him his top talent, his perimeter shooting, ability to score in one-on-one situations on the perimeter and in the post. We missed that in the playoffs. Off-ball movement, ability to score away from the ball by cutting and off-screen opportunities and finishing. His highlighted stats are movement. That's really interesting. I don't think we would have thought his boy on his great movement. Getting to the rim rating, three-point gravity, and ISO impact. So let's look at it. Um, his uh, team minutes shared is a percentage of teams minutes of player commands. He's up very high percentage of games started uh, and team percentage of teams possessions of player commands. He's in the 96 percentile top team time team possession. He's also in the 96 percentile. So really a huge or nine 89th percentile usage rate was in the 91st percentile of all wings. And t- overall offensive load of the 92nd percentile. I think we may have forgotten how vital he was to our offense. Um, when he's on the floor, the lineup's offensive talent is an A, and its defensive talent's an A-. And it's the same thing we've had this whole time. Bad playmaking, great spacing. His matchup difficulty on defense, they hit him. They gave him a C+, plus, so the Jazz hit him defensively. And as we've talked about a lot, he played almost all of his minutes with Rudy Gobert. His shooting's incredible. He gets an A for three-point shooting for wing, A-minus for pull-up three-point shooting, A-minus for catch-and-shoot three-point shooting, 42%, A-minus for above-the-break three-point shooting, and 45% on corner shooting, A-minus. I mean, that is just massively important. And his openness rating, an estimate of how open a player's three-point shots are, he gets an F. In other words, he's doing all of those perimeter shooting things while not being open. Only 15% of his threes uh, were classified as open looks. That's huge. That's where he's really special. That, that's why I love B Ball Index because some of these like notes, like you just wouldn't have that. They do a great job of putting this contextually. Like we talked about Royce the other day. Royce is wide open. He's got he's like the most open player in the NBA. Boyan's like the opposite. He's like the least open player. One of the least open players um, in the NBA. Uh, Total gravity, he gets an A. So this is uh, basically the estimation of an attention the player may draw from the defense. He gets an A. So he is really having an impact, 98th percentile um, on that. His shot making and shot creation are both an A and his perimeter shootings an A. He's incredible. I mean, this is an elite combination here of somebody who has immense gravity Classified as an A according to B-Ball Index. At the same time is an elite level shooter with getting the some of the least open three-point shots of any player in the league. That in and of itself is, all, is Boyan Bogdanovich's value. He's creating looks for other people with his presence and he's getting off contested looks. The part of Boyan's game that I think is being forgotten about is how good he is one-on-one. He gets an A-minus for isolation. A-minus for isolation impact. B-minus for drawing fouls. He does turn it over an awful lot. His turnover rate in isolation, he got an F. How about finishing? Drives for possessions, he gets an A-minus. He's aggressive. Total shots at the rim, he gets a B. Percentage of rim unassisted c plus so he's able to kind of this is where the cutting they mentioned happens he's getting to the rim rating players ability to get to the rim unassisted volume for 100 possessions and uh he's an a does not pass out when driving c minus d plus i love these stats B ball index so great average of drawing fouls shot difficulty at the rim pretty high finishing at the rim he gets a b overall finishing talent a minus okay elite level shooter good driver good to getting to the rim doesn't pass out doesn't draw a huge amount of fouls this was the part i really was unaware of is his off ball movement i didn't i don't think of him as an off ball movement guy but points off screens, cuts, and chances per 75 possessions, he gets an A in the 94th percentile. Points off screens, cutting, uh, he gets a B plus. So pretty interesting. His off-screen share, percentage of half-court scoring chances derived from off-screen scoring, he's the highest in the league. So this is Quinn's offense fitting perfectly for Boyan Bogdanovich. That's not what I thought. That, that's not a huge part of his game in my book. I just didn't think about it. But, you know, that's how you get your 20. Playmaking, he gets kind of Bs across the board. Pass creation, is volume is pretty low. He's not, he just, you know, hey, he had, he had like 40 point games with no assists. This is not a ball mover. Passing efficiency, he's actually one of the worst in the league. But overall, assist rate for 75 possessions, potential assists, he's kind of beast. His post play, he gets fouled at a very high rate. But otherwise, we don't post up much. It is something he does, we just don't do it. The disappointing part of his game is his offensive rebounding for 75 possessions. He gets an F for wing players. And his defensive rebounding for 75 possessions, per 75 possessions, he gets an F. He's a very, very poor rebounder. For all the other brilliant aspects of Boyan Bogdanovich's game, he's a very, very poor rebounder. And so as we build with him and Rudy in his great shooting, we have to find our wing players have to be rebounders. That's where Royce is valuable. The guys who play with Boyan have to rebound. He does not grade out well defensively. The Jazz hit him all year long next to Rudy Gobert. We'll dig into that uh, and then talk about kind of moving forward, how we use him as well. Today's show is brought to you by my friends over at Murdoch Hyundai, 4646 South State Street, also located in Logan and in Linden. First thing... If you're gonna to head to one of the stores, make sure you email me first. We've done it with a bunch of our our locked on people. Email me at dlock09 at gmail.com and I'll set you up with Jason over in the in the set in the uh, Murray office. Or if you're in Logan or Linden, we'll we'll set you up uh, with a VIP meeting. Why Hyundai? Incredible value for the car. That's the number one thing I would tell you that I, jumps out to me about why I'm so comfortable and why we've bought two Hyundai's is because of the fact that the dollar value you get and the features you get for that dollar value, incredible. The Tucson right now is 0% for 72 months. So that's kind of awesome. You might want to check that out. No payments, obviously, until 2021, if you do the math on that. Santa Fe is the same thing, and so is the Sonata. So, great. I drove the Sonata recently. It's sporty. It's awesome. A buddy of mine was in town. Actually, I had to borrow it. was like, whoa, what is this car? Check it out. Great sedan. You'll love it. That's at Murdoch Hyundai at 4646 South State Street, also located in Logan and in Linden. Murdoch, sure, still going on as well. Make sure you email me first, though, please. Dlock09 at gmail.com so I can set up the meeting for you at Murdoch Hyundai. Tomorrow, we'll look at George Niang. Make sure you're with us. We're here daily, so make sure we're part of your day. Every day. All right. Defensively, Boyan does not come out great. Pickpock rating, which is his ability to get steals, D plus loose ball rating, gets an F. They you know, they give out F's pretty willingly. Um his they have a thing called turnover rate, which is basically turnovers. He's ranks about as low as you can get. Uh three point contests is pretty low. Steals, deflections, really low, thirteenth and eleventh percentile. Um Hunted in perimeter isolation. Teams go after him all the time. Uh, so not, he's in the low end of that. So yeah, his defense is not great. And you know that gets into an interesting question of how do you use him? Uh, his defensive matchups, we had him guarding a power forward 30% of the time, a small forward 31% of the time. It'd be worth digging in and looking at what the difference defensively and how we he did on those matchups uh throughout the year because I think it's worth um looking at that for the future and and how we build this roster. You know, he's just such a not his rebounding is is poor enough that maybe having him slide to the 3 and having somebody who can rebound a little at the 4 would help. He spent most of his time guarding a usage tier 6 player. In other words, whoever probably scores the most then a usage four and a usage tier three. So they really did a nice job of hiding him. 75% of the time he guarded a starter, but very little on an all-star or an all-NBA player. So the coaching staff really did a fabulous job on keeping an eye on on Boyan and and having him in positions to succeed, to do what he's great at. Um Let's go to the player impact rating systems and the various advanced metrics. Jacob Goldstein's player impact gives him an A minus overall, an A offensively, and a D minus defensively. But wins added, an A. I mean, his offense is that great. Real plus minus, A minus overall, A offensive rating, C defensive rating. Okay. Offensive Raptor, which is the 538 number, A minus offensively, D minus defensively, A minus wins added. It's pretty interesting. You can be this bad defensively and you're still getting an A overall and everything. Box plus minus. B plus overall with an A offensively and an F defensively. But the dude can really stroke it. Effective field goal percentage. B true shooting percentage. A minus points per shot. B points over expectation, which is a measure of points scored over the expected point output on the same volume of possessions. This is kind of what the biggest number I really believe in. Um, and we'll dig into that probably a little bit in the week goes on because that's a it's a little bit like my uh, points gained. Um, he gets an A. Transition, B One of the better. He's more of transition than we think of. Pretty good pick and roll ball handler. Gets an A minus for wing player. Spot up, he gets a... A minus, the guy's an offensive masterpiece. Pretty interesting stuff to look at. When we look at him moving to the future, what position does Boyan Bogdanovich play? And how are you building? And it may depend what's available around you. But if there's a four that you can add to the lineup and put Boyan out there, do we get better? When Boyan and Royce O'Neill were on the floor together. So, and, and by the way, he was almost always on the floor with Rudy Gobert, right? So that's that's the tricky part of all of this. But when Boyan and Royce were on the floor together, we were plus eight. Our defense was in the 77th percentile. If you took Royce off the floor and you put Joe Ingles On the floor. So now two not very good rebounders. Boyan's probably playing the four. We're suddenly not nearly as good defensively. And overall, we're just a plus 1.5. And if it's with Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell, we were a minus seven. This was like my dream lineup. I thought we would, at the beginning, this tells you, make sure you don't always listen to what I tell you. My dream lineup at the beginning of the year that I was so convinced would be completely unstoppable. The Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, Boyan Bogdanovich, Joe Ingles, Rudy Gobert lineup, the one I was convinced the coaching staff should start, the one that I thought we should close all games with, the one that I thought would be our incredible lineup, it was terrible. It was a minus seven. Tells you what I know. Let's we'll just make sure we're being honest. Like I have all my opinions and all my thoughts, but I'm not right all the time. They're usually based in something, and something sometimes they're based in something that turns out to not be right. That's we just have to be we have to be really clear. On that. Are there any signs that Boyan Bogdanovich is aging? So the worry on Boyan is the same that we have on, you know, you win with older guys, but they also get old. So Boyan's 31. Same kind of thing where he hasn't played quite as many minutes because of the European aspect of things. And are we seeing. Any signs of imaging? aging? Well, his three-point shooting continues to get better. His last three full seasons in the NBA, 40, 43, 41. He's a 41% three-point shooter. It's, in, it's great. His effective field goal percentage, 56, 57, 55. His rebounding's the same, his assists the same. Steal rate, pretty low lock rate pretty low turnovers went up because we put the ball in his hands more he played more minutes with us than he's ever played before so on the initial take nothing there his rebounding rate has always been poor his assist rate was up his steal rate was down from what it was in indiana probably stylistically defensive difference between quinn snyder and nate mcmillan his usage rate was at an all-time high his free throw rate was good. Like the sign of aging would be that he stops going to line. That's not true. Last year, he was at 24, 29, and then this year he was at 29.6. So that's moving up. The other thing you'd see from aging is a lack of dunks or getting to the rim. He had 22 dunks in 63 games. The year before, he had 31 in 81 games. The only one that's a little funky on him is and this might be just the way we change we're playing, but worth keeping an eye on. He only took 19.5% of his shots at the rim, which is the lowest rate he's ever had in his career. He finished at the highest rate he's had since his rookie year, 69.8. But for some reason, maybe having Rudy there, he didn't get to the rim nearly as much as he once did. He had his best plus minus ever with him on the floor. And he drew 110,063 games compared to 120. So most indicators are not any real sign of aging there. So good signs all the way around. All right, that's our Boyan Bogdanovich breakdown. We'll look at George o, or George Niang tomorrow. And then we will continue with... Uh, all the rest of our favorite jazz players. We'll look at Rudy Gobert. I don't think we'll look at William Howard. Remember him? Uh, There's probably not a lot to look at in regards to Mia One or Jarrell Brantley, but we can take a quick scan. Um, And we might look at Emmanuel Moutier before we're done, but we haven't done it. And I don't think there's a lot to look at Juwan Morgan. So really, we've got George Niang, Rudy Gobert, and Tony Bradley left. And then we'll uh, start playing around with free agents and, in draft picks. Locked On NBA is here for you every day with 30 minutes of the top news every single day to cover what's going on, the biggest news, getting ready for Game 7. Locked On Clippers, Locked On Nuggets is probably worth a listen, and our new Locked On NFL is just fabulous. So make sure you grab that as well. Lots of super shows if you're a hockey fan. Locked On stars, they upset the Golden Knights and are heading to the Stanley Cup. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you follow Locked On NBA Net on Twitter and on Instagram, as well as Locked On Pods on Twitter and Instagram. I got a lot of things for you to do, but I appreciate you. Thanks very much. Talk to you soon.